This is Defenders TV Podcast, episode 89, our introduction to Iron Fist in our Five Things You Need to Know podcast. Talk about brand new. Welcome back to our podcasts all about Iron Fist and the Defenders. We're starting off with our brand new theme tune, courtesy again of the wonderful Mississippi McDonald. I think he's really outdone himself. Absolutely. Great, great little intro there from the Ulster from Mississippi McDonald. Uh, just the the lovely kind of the, the monk chants at the start moving mm-hmm. into sort of the screeching subway a train coming to the station. Uh, a nice way to try and get the depiction of uh, East and West there. Absolutely. Gotta say, I love it too. This is probably one of my one of my favourites, but um, old uh, blind guy, DD is still winning. I think it's just more he was the first. He was our first. He was our first intro. You know, there's a special place in my heart. Special, that, he's also special true. needs, mm-hmm. obviously, with being blind and extrasensory. <laughs> He's yeah. extrasensory, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm just can't wait for Iron Fist to come here absolutely. Uh, now on the TV. I mean, who'd have thought it that sat here now in my lifetime that I could say that Iron Fist was coming to TV, and we've just had Doctor Strange on the the cinema. Absolutely, fantastic absolutely. for me. And Great. Firstly, I do want to say another thank you quickly to uh, Mr. McDonald. If you want to know more about his music, he is a blues musician who does some great music over on uh, MississippiMcDonald.com. Go go see his site. Uh, Another quick thank you to all of our listeners who've been subscribing to us for these many years on the Defenders podcast, all the way through our Daredevil Season 1, Season 2, Jessica Jones, and... And obviously our Luke Cage podcast, which was our highest rated podcast that we've had. It's uh, had the most downloads. So thanks so much to all of you who've been subscribed and all the brand new listeners who are here for our discussions about Iron Fist. Uh, Obviously, we will be going into all 13 episodes, just like we have with all the other podcasts. But we are going to start off with our 101 podcast, our five things you need to know about the Defenders podcast. And one of those things, before we get into the five things you need to know about Iron Fist, one of those things obviously is who we are. I'm one of your hosts, Derek. Hi, I'm one of your other hosts, John. And rounding out the group, I'm your ever-lovable, blue-eyed Chris Jones. <laughs> you don't look anything like the thing, Chris. Ah, oh, well, well, thank you. But, uh, <laughs> there's, there's some flaky skin there that kind of, at the moment, I'm telling you, not, it doesn't look good. <laughs> You're a little orange in that light, too. Yeah. Uh, but, but yes, that's us. It's been four months since we podcasted together. We recorded our, our final Luke Cage episode back in November, and we're back now in March, one week out from Iron Fist coming on Netflix uh, to record our first podcast. Uh, in this series of podcasts and the great news is our screener episodes from netflix have arrived in our inbox we will be ready to watch them but as always listeners we're not watching ahead so we haven't seen anything of the new series but we will be diving into it directly after we finish our iron fist podcast Absolutely. And for anyone new who's joining, then, of course, uh, you're very welcome onto Defenders TV podcast. If you want to subscribe, leave a review, download the podcast, you can go to www.defenderstvpodcast.com forward slash iTunes, or you can search Defenders TV podcast, obviously, on any other good podcast catcher. Uh, And of course, we have our Facebook group over uh, at 
Defenders TV podcast. Just search that on Facebook and our Twitter handle at DefendersCast. Loads and loads of ways to follow us. But Absolutely. if you want to get involved in the show as well, as you watch the episodes, we'll be recording them a little bit out of step. You'll get your first episode of Iron Fist on March 17th, directly after the show is airing on on, uh, on Netflix worldwide. Uh, but if you want to get involved and want to tell us your thoughts as you go, email us over at feedback at DefendersTVPodcast.com or go to the website DefendersTVPodcast.com, record your thoughts. You can leave up to a 90-second clip and we'll play it on the episodes. But our first episode, we know definitely won't have any feedback because nobody will have watched it. Exactly. Excitingly, <laughs> indeed. Yes. That's the great thing about it all dropping at once is that the one thing you do know is that every everyone is watching it. Yeah. That, you know, is either listening to the podcast or just in their spare time. Exactly. It's really cool, isn't it? I really like the way uh, the way Netflix do it. We all know when it's coming out and we're all looking forward to it as well. So uh, I think it's time to get into our main body of our podcast. Guys, are you happy, Chris? Oh, bring it on. Excellent. Excellent. So quick round the table. Where What are our experiences of Iron Fist? I'll start off because I have probably got the least knowledge of uh, Iron Fist, I have read The Immortal Iron Fist, one of the great runs of the comic books, which we'll probably talk about a bit later on. And really, I've read a lot of the appearances of Iron Fist within uh, within his time with Luke Cage during the 70s. I was a huge Kung Fu fan in the 70s, but weirdly, I didn't go for comic books as my Kung Fu source. I went to movies, obviously. I went to, uh, went to the wonderful um, movies of Bruce Lee. I went to see pretty much every type of that movie but it never translated to comic books for me so for some reason yeah that's 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 weird yeah yeah you are we're just weird. calling you weird yeah basically. we're just calling you weird basically <laughs> yeah. i know because i do read comic books for almost everything else but back in those days i was but uh, you were still a spy in those days you were in blue tight nylon presumably white boots and uh, an eye patch yes. and with gray hair even at that young tender age um <laughs> Playing, obviously, Nicholas Fury. Yes. Um, director of S.H.I.E.L.D., Absolutely. Agent of S.H.I.E.L.D., Traitor, Spy, <laughs> Espionage. <laughs> yes, but there was the occasional... Hail Hydra. There was the occasional crossover. There was... Uh, we, you did see Danny Rand appear in many comic books that I that I read over the years, but I wasn't a huge fan um, of, of him at the time. Didn't read a huge amount of him. I read a lot of Shang-Chi, weirdly, who's involved in the character as well. But, uh, but Chris, what about you? What's your, your experience of Iron Fist? Yeah, I'm kind of a middle-of-the-road man at this. Um, predominantly, I know him from his kind of New York hangout, so uh, following and growing up a lot on Spidey, um, having some Avengers kind of cut through. He, he'd pop up quite a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, I love the Immortal Iron Fist run. That would probably be my go-to source material for him because it does explain or re-explain some of his origin stories. So it's great. But, yeah, no, I, I was always slightly put off by the original 70s uh, outfit with the really long collar. Um, <laughs> well, the picky kind of Yeah, and just that this massive deep V, like almost extra hipster. Um, it just went, I'm going to have a deep V down to my belly button. Oh, yeah. You know, Are you cool. trying to say that he was uh, the inspiration for Borat's uh, mankini? I, it could be. It could be. If Borat put on and put the uh, the, the the sigil of the Iron Fist on his, that could be the truth. Uh, but no, more, um, I had a lot of experience with him and Spidey and obviously Good Cage. Um, and then I kind of started coming around to him a bit more when... Um, this I don't know if this is spoilery or not, not for the TV show, but there was a there was a large arc 
in Daredevil where Danny Rand took over um, the place of Matt Murdock. Mm-hmm. Um, is. And that was kind of one of my uh, deeper and in- deeper introductions to him because based on that, then I-, I came to our other host, John, and begged for some in- some some more uh, areas where I can dive into this character. But then that actually brings us on to John. John, you are our he's one of your favorite characters please yeah oh absolutely like he is he's my second favorite character after dr strange obviously the mystical mumbo jumbo that connects the two of them um so to speak um is it's just it's a character that i i love the the same associations as with dr strange um and i again i kind of originally came to the character because um or of, of those kind of connections i was just looking around for other people in the marvel universe that had that kind of mystical magical quality now like danny rand's got obviously martial arts skills as well mm-hmm. you know and i came across him and i just kind of reading some of his books it's kind of i got to know uh luke cage through heroes for hire yeah but um yeah i mean completely with you i, I think the immortal iron fist is really good i mean we'll obviously come to some of these recommendations anyway um as a as a place to start um i think iron fist the living weapon is really good as well um but you know really um i just i love the background of it i love the whole mystical element um that that came from kun lom and i suppose that kind of probably can lead me into sort of his origin um in, in terms of that he first appeared uh, in Marvel Premiere issue 15 back in the 70s. That's another right. child of the 70s. Um, like 1974. Um, I think it was, you know, a couple of years after Luke Cage mm-hmm. had come uh, into the Marvel universe. And, um, but he was created by Roy Thomas and, and Gil Kane. So, um, that, that's his first kind of, uh, main appearance. In, in the Marvel comics back yeah. in the seventies, yeah, um, I know they I know they created yeah. the character of Luke Cage as we talked about on our Luke Cage one hundred and one and throughout the show that uh, it was really because black exploitation was becoming a very uh, popular or very widespread uh, form of cinema in the in the seventies and as I mentioned earlier on Bruce Lee was becoming very popular in American cinemas in the seventies particularly in New York. Um, and they created this character really to harness that. And Marvel was so good in the seventies at tapping into an audience that uh, that was that was looking at things in the cinema, looking at things in TV, and gathering them towards uh, comic books. So that's obviously where Iron Fist came from. He did come from the kung fu explosion that was also going on uh, in America at the time. Absolutely, I, I think for me as well. Like before, obviously, really getting to know about Moon Knight as well. I think for me, it, it, it had that element of, of Batman for me as mm-hmm. well because of, you know, the billionaire, uh, mom and dad. Um, and I suppose this is ultimately coming, bringing me around to the origin, but, um, uh, you know, it had similarities with, with Batman, uh, to an extent, mm-hmm. uh, where he, he's training somewhere else, but obviously it, it goes almost down the Razal Ghul kind of avenue of, of, of mysticism and, and magic mm. and, and the, the, those ancient techniques rather than necessarily the technology that you had with Batman. But I, I like the similarities there. And this is obviously before, obviously Moon Knight within the the Marvel universe is more akin to the Bruce Wayne kind of character, or, yeah. you know, or has been 
cited as such, but mm-hmm. I think before I knew about Moon Knight, certainly it was that similarity to Batman as well for me with with the the Danny Rand character, right. yeah, um, which I, I kind of latched onto. And I, th- I think one of the points you're touching on, and one of the best parts of the character before you go into the origin, is where tragedy struck Batman. And he kind of internalizes it. He becomes this dark, brooding character, and he 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 becomes vengeance. Mm-hmm. The one element I loved about Danny Rand and Iron Fist throughout his kind of comic book series is that chir- chirpiness is probably the wrong word, but the 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 levity and the humor that does come through, especially even when it's like when it's heroes for hire, him and Luke Cage, it's best buddies. It's they crack jokes while they kick ass. Yeah, yeah. I like the fact that he really annoys Luke Cage with his jolliness or happiness. All Absolutely. The time. <laughs> he, like he's not weighed down like Bruce Wayne is by the events that have unfolded. I mean, you know, some of the comic arcs he go a bit darker and yeah. a bit more um, deeper into that. But like, certainly, I completely agree. I mean, that's that's the thing that certainly distinguishes him from that kind of similarity is the fact that ultimately he's also he he has a funniness to him and a chirpiness as you say chris it, it, almost a bit like spider-man in that sense yeah, you know that 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 that, exactly. that one-off liner that throwaway remark during the heat of battle in the tight situation um and i think as well i kind of like that interplay the few times that you know him and dr strange have been together uh in in, in comics as well i think that they really work together well in the same way i think that spider-man and dr strange always kind of seem to have that 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 gel together and it, it's because of the differences the kind of you know opposites kind of attract Absolutely. so to speak um you, you get the yin and the yang uh to take it one step further or, or, of the two differences in the characters totally agree yeah uh, that's kind of our experiences with it and the and where he came from as a character and uh, we're going to go into the origin story john generally does our synopsis for each of our episodes as we go through the podcast so john's going to take the origin story of uh, iron fist if you don't want to know the origin story, because this is very po- possible that there's going to be spoilers in here for the TV show. As we said, we haven't watched it. We have seen the trailers. Yeah. So we know that it does use a bit of the origin story in there. So um, we're not going to spoil a huge amount. But if you think, if you want to skip ahead and skip the origin, just just fast forward a bit. Uh, and John is going to take us on with the the origin of Danny Rand into the Iron Fist. Yeah, no, this, this definitely could be spoilery, um, certainly. And uh, of course... As I've just mentioned about the, uh, the the Wayne connection and the Batman connection, you will be unsurprised to hear that um, both his mother and father die, uh, but not at the hands of, of uh, possibly the Joker, but um, or, or the Red Hood or, or some other person. Joe Chill or, oh, jo- Joe, or Joe Chill. Chill. Yeah, that's true. That's true. When Danny is a young boy, his, his father, who's Wendell Rand, who's married to Heather Duncan or Heather Rand, as she becomes, they go out on an expedition to Kunlun, because as a young boy himself, Wendell had come across this city, and now he goes back with his business partner as well, Harold Meacham, who we know is going to be uh, in the show as well, um, to to go back to Kunlun, but they're involved in an accident, and and Danny is on board as well. He's a, a, a young kid, who's been born and brought up in New York and is on this trip to seek out one of the heavenly cities 
Kunlun. And this is really where it all happens. This is where all the origin comes from. During this 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 journey, Wendell is killed, plunging to his death, and uh, his mother. Uh, in an act of self-sacrifice, defends Danny from a pack of wolves and throws herself at them. Mm-hmm. Ultimately, he's saved by the the, the monks of, of Conlon, and he's a, adopted into this, this mystical city. Um, now, forgive any of my pronunciations of this, but Ut, who is the main kind of ruler, is a hooded ruler of of this mystical city of uh, of Conlon. <laughs> effectively you know brings him up and teaches him is is like the apprentice uh well sorry the master and teaches danny rand the the arts of mysticism and the martial arts in particular because daniel is expressing that desire for for vengeance and are on presumably meacham you know Mm -hmm. here in this Uh, and so he apprentices him to Lee Kong, uh, the Thunderer, who ultimately teaches him all, all of this stuff. This is one of the most exciting things about the TV show coming out. Yeah, it's going to be really interesting to see how they kind of deal with this origin story. I mean, obviously, in some of the trailers and, and teasers that we've seen of this, you know, we've seen him in the snow, we've seen some monks. So th- this is going to sort of, you know, this is going to whip a lot of people out of New York City for mm-hmm. a, for a moment, even in, probably if it's done in flashback. Um, yep. And of course, you're bringing in that mystical element, the martial art aspect to it as well. Yeah. I actually um, just meant how uh, how interesting it's going to be to hear these things pronounced correctly well, according exactly. to Marvel. That's going to be yeah. great. <laughs> that is true. I'm butchering no, no. Um, names here. Effectively, you know, Danny grows up in in, in this city. Uh, and he's given a chance to attain ultimately the power of the Iron Fist, uh, and this is this is almost like a, a, a resurrection of, of the mantle of the Iron Fist, and and this is obtained by defeating uh, the Dragon Shaolao, the Undying, mm. who effectively guards the molten heart that has been torn from his body and which holds the the chi power, the power that that fuels uh, the Iron Fist. Daniel is very clever here, and I suppose this is one of the other things. You know, he's got that intelligence about him as well, and and he defeats the Undying. Mm-hmm. He is an Undying no more because he's dead. Um, <laughs> and uh, okay, in you know, in the process, then the the dragon tattoo that we see on, on Danny Rand's chest is kind of burnt into um his chest from from the dragon uh, and he enters um into the the molten heart and emerges with this power of of the iron fist that's very cool it really is and, and i mean can i just say <clears throat> we're, we've gone through three epi- three series of defenders on netflix and most of the origin stories have been reasonably hidden i suppose uh the cages one was kind of kept till later on in the episodes and it was an experimentation experiments that went wrong jessica jones an accident that we haven't really seen what caused it um matt murdoch uh had the had a quick moment in the beginning of an episode saying well this is how he got his powers this is a dragon exactly this is a battle between a dragon where he kills it and takes its heart and therefore takes the power of the chi and the power of the iron fist that's pretty cool and very different for Netflix. I presume we're going to see a dragon. That's cool. And I, I really hope so. 
I really hope so. I also hope we'll see a pack of wolves as well. Maybe. Um, but yeah, who knows? Yeah. Uh, we do just need to wait for that. That's very true. Um, but do you think um, the dragon's going to look like the one from um, I Had to Train Your Dragon? Really cute, yeah. with the big eyes. Like. I suspect I, I, not. I, I might go more Game of Thrones. Yeah. Or, oh, okay. Or I think so. Lord, Lord of the Rings, Hobbit kind of style. So it won't look like our official podcast, Charlie. No, no, no. okay. But as we're saying about this kind of resurrection of the Iron Fist, you know, it's revealed um, in particular through the Immortal Iron Fist series by Matt Faction that, um, you know, Daniel Rand, Danny, is part of like a long, long line of Iron Fists that Mm -hmm. have come before him. And actually, one of the great things about in the Immortal Iron Fist, you know, it's a whole range of different people at different times in history that are that have been imbued with this power and, and who are fighting for, for justice and, and helping uh, other people. That's just really a huge part of, of this is that there's a huge tradition that's kind of passed down in, in the mythos of, of, of Iron Fist. It's really um, cool, yeah. You know, but ultimately then when Kunlun, the heavenly city, it kind of, it reappears, it's on a cycle. There's, a, there's another... I think about five or six uh, heavenly cities as well with, with different people in them like the Iron Fist mm. with different powers, different abilities. But it reappears on Earth after 10 years. It's like this cyclic uh, passage of the heavenly city that da- uh, Danny comes back to find his father's killer and returns to New York where he then ultimately is, seeks out Harold Meacham, who is now... In, in the comics, at least, is the head of uh, Meacham Industries. Mm-hmm. But we, I think, see him there involved in Rand Corporation. Yeah, yeah, very yeah. interesting. Yeah. So, I kind of think of this idea of Conlon disappearing and reappearing every 10 years. I kind of think of that as similar to what they explored in uh, in Thor, and Thor the Dark World, where um, they had the different realms appearing over Earth at, at specific times, and once every every century, I think it was, that they yeah, aligned, exactly. wasn't it? Yeah, um, whereas Kunlun, In Thor 2. In Thor 2, yeah, yeah. The Dark World. Um, yeah, so it, in this case, Kunlun had disappears from the Earth for 10 years. That's where Danny's been training for this entire time, and then he returns to uh, to Earth to seek out his father's killer. So so there is some, some precedence for this in the Marvel Cinematic Universe anyway. Yeah. Okay, I've got two questions based out of this, right? And mm-hmm. I, I, it's more open-ended, and I, I think, obviously... We're gonna we're gonna find out pretty soon. Um, In about twenty five minutes, Chris. Yeah, exactly. Hopefully, fingers crossed. With an origin story like this, as you said, this is probably one of the most, let's say, out there mm-hmm. origin stories for the defenders for the the Marvel Netflix universe. Okay. Yeah. How are they going to treat this? I know. So you were thinking flashbacks, but as soon as you start, like. Like, you can't put this whole origin story almost in, like, okay, first 15 minutes uh, of episode two or one. Kind of like, this ram all this together. Because yeah. there's a lot of detail here. Absolutely. So I, I'm really interested to see how how the director and the showrunner will tease this out. So giving the audience enough information, but not scaring them off in the first two episodes by introducing magic and dragons and chi and like heavenly cities with the other realms every other show so agents of shield and say the actual marvel the marvel cinematic universe 
they've had a swath of films to build this lore. Mm-hmm. And with this, we've got 13 episodes, pretty standalone, as as with all of them. And you still, you got, let's say, two to four episodes to entice them enough, but also give the over the, the viewers like us enough that we're going, okay, let's bring it on. Yeah. So let's see what you guys think about how are they going to do this? I think if you're just coming into Iron Fist immediately, it might come as a shock. I think if you've seen Daredevil, then you'll know and you'll hopefully have, have seen that Madame Gao is in this. You know, we, we the, there has been that introduction to some extent, not obviously as yeah. deep as going into Kunlum uh, and the whole traditions of the Iron Fist and him killing uh, a, a, a dragon. But at the, the, there's at least a layer of recognized ability there, you yeah. know, of familiarity within New York. And, and even just with Daredevil 2, that effectively you've got the hand coming and you've got that whole idea of, of um, reincarnation to, to, to some extent through mm-hmm. the, the big urn. So there's the, some themes, I think, that hopefully should, you know, allow some leading to to showing this. Um, I presume they're going to show it. I'm not entirely sure that, that there's certainly going to be some aspect of this I would agree with you, though. I, I hope they don't just plonk it to get it over and done with mm-hmm. because it maybe feels like it could disconnect from being yeah. in modern-day modern day New York. Yeah. I, I hope they kind of, in whatever way they choose to do at, at the opportune moment, just really, you know, go into that aspect of, of the of, of the storyline. Yeah. But I do hope that the flashback isn't too flashbacky. <laughs> if you want, um, because I love your new words. Because I, I do think you know it's a big moment when he loses his mum, mm-hmm. um, like, and that's ultimately where you know that's what drives him whilst he is at uh, Kunlun, yeah, uh, because of her sacrifice, um, and, and because of obviously the the evil machinations of of, uh, of Harold Meacham. Mm-hmm. So I hope they give the flashbacks if the if they are flashbacks even some time to at least get that sense of why actually he stayed away from where he was born and where he was brought up initially in new york why he's come back now yeah no i think that makes sense i think the the thing they're gonna do personally my my view is we'll get the 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 death scene quite early mm-hmm. we'll get the odd flashback here and there and then quite similar to Luke Cage we'll have pretty much a single episode dedicated to now let's say six seven eight somewhere around that we'll get one of those more dedicated episodes where we've had enough exposition we've had enough storyline that okay it's set in modern day New York, and then it's like, but yeah, we've introduced a guy with a magical hand, so we're going to tell you about that. <laughs> and then has that flashback where he does fight the spirit of the dragon and explains all of it. Because yeah. this is my one fear. Very like Doctor Strange, even though Doctor Strange was amazing. Can I do my Gollum impression? I'm not listening. I'm not listening. <laughs> no, I just think you're introducing something that is quite unique for taking the step away. We're going to watch this, whatever. Yeah. When you're trying to market this and build a story for the wider Netflix audience, yeah. 
the wider comic book audience, the wider audience in general, similar to Doctor Strange, you you've got it, it's a hard sell. Absolutely. When you start talking magic and everything like that. I will definitely say this is the most niche of the Netflix shows. Definitely. I, I've, I've loved it so far. We had Daredevil, which was advertised as a dark and gritty Marvel TV show. But it's still a Marvel TV show. You had yeah. Jessica Jones, which was marketed as, well, we've got a female protagonist and how she deals with the mental abuse that is given to her. So an abuse story. Really good female-led Marvel abuse story then you had the luke cage one which was marketed as this is all about the music this is all about harlem as another character this is all about black culture in america and what's going on now and then you've got iron fist which is advertised as this is the one with the dragon and the magic hand. <laughs> <laughs> so, well so difficult as a show it's but it really always had difficult to, to they, sell they've been talking about it for a long time and they've been working on it for a long time I'm really excited to see what they give us, uh, but I'm sure it was a market. The marketeers were going, how do we say that this is set in the same city? We haven't seen anything in the promotional material about uh, dragons. They didn't do the same thing Absolutely. as Doctor Strange did, where they, where they went, this is a brand new world for Marvel. You've never seen anything like this before. Um, they have been going down the path of, this is another hero in the city of New York. This time it's in the Upper East Side and the business area. So they're definitely playing up that side of it. I mean, I, I do think ultimately that they, they are going to focus on the New York side of it. Mm-hmm. And I mean, if, if you start to go down that route, then man with, you know, s- special hands. <laughs> but then, you know, a blind man that can do all the acrobatics. Absolutely. I mean, it, it, it's, it's actually no different mm-hmm. from... Luke Cage from Jessica Jones in terms of the powers and how they got them. Because remember when we did actually discuss Daredevil and I I think in particular with Jessica Jones because she either did big hop, skip and jump or she flew. Um, You know, then... Flew! Jump. Then, you know, we said they're actually going down that route. We weren't even really expecting it for Jessica Jones. Mm -hmm. But I think... If you forget Kunlun, if you forget Shaolau, if you forget all that background origin for one moment, then it's actually no different. And I think, obviously, how they choose to incorporate that, they must have to, li- and obviously are linking it through Madame Gao. Right. I mean, in the, you know, the trailer, we have seen Meacham and Madame Gao together. So... It is through that. It is coming through the themes of the hand and ultimately to the defenders mm-hmm. that there's this existential threat to New York City from yeah. something that um, you or they feel they don't understand. This is the guy who is from that world who is also a good guy. Absolutely. And that kind of brings us on. We've done our, done our points about what we know about the character and the origin John, his powers. So we've kind of talked about the powers and talked around them. Do you want to talk about some of the powers that we've seen in the comic books that are used? Well, I mean, ultimately, it's the chi. It's the iron fist power. It's, you know, coming from the slain dragon's superhuman energy. And, it, you know, it's been pulled into Rand. And it's obviously made manifest by the dragon burnt into his chest. Yeah. And it is, it is true. Again, not a tattoo. He didn't just go down to his local tattoo artist and get him to draw this awesome-looking dragon on him. This is burnt into his chest. This is a burn. It, this is a burn. Very yeah, cool. This is a burn. Uh, and ultimately, that's where he gets um, his chi. 
which helps him, you know, in terms of healing, in terms of his stamina, his strength, his speed, his acrobatics. Uh, plus, he's been skilled in martial arts mm-hmm. at Conlon. He's basically an all-round bad dude with a really, really fierce, fierce punch. Yeah, absolutely. Very cool. Um, and, and there, in a nutshell... Are his powers? Right. It is really interesting because obviously for years I've heard of Tai Chi, and that's the one where people stand and move very slowly. Yeah, but, but that's relaxing. a martial art. But it is a martial art. And if yeah. you speed it up, because I used to do it, mm-hmm. then it's hugely effective. Yes, you do it slowly in Tai Chi because it's, it, it, it's relaxing and and so on. But it's not designed. It's not designed as a relaxing thing. Mm-hmm. It's slowly so you know the moves. But if you speed that move up, it's just as deadly as any other martial as art. Yeah. Very and cool. as any other martial art, yeah, because it's about movement, it's about centering, yeah. so it's about balance, poise, and movement around that. And if you start to speed it up, then you're a kick-ass Tai Chi dude. It sounded kind of not like, like a, me, like a threat from John there. <laughs> just, just slightly. I'm glad I'm not in the room. But okay, so this leads me to my second question. Okay, which I was going to ask. So we we've seen a glimpse in the trailers of the Iron Fist, the Chi pouring into his fist and smashing down a large door or two large doors in this case now actually after the second trailer he's good at smashing doors or making his own doors i think one of yeah, making wall. his own doors <laughs> i came into this before before watching the trailer i assumed that the 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 power of the chi and other powers throughout this universe especially with some of his allies which we'll get to this was going to be very much explained via the doctor strange which was going to be symbols and patterns and changing the physics and around that way of explaining how magic works and mm. chi works. That does not look to be the case. It seems like he has just managed to make his skin glow to a degree. You can imagine this is going to be brilliant. Like what you're trying to explain someone is, so his healing factor, for example, mm. how are we going to, how, are they going to really show that without having a cut and then the the cut glowing and then disappearing and then they have there's no cut where there was a cut before? Why would they need to show it without Chris? That's exactly the way they got to show it. Yeah, they've been they've been really lucky with the fact that uh, that Logan just came out in the cinema, um, which we haven't covered on the podcast yet. We may get to cover it before uh, before the show starts, but. Logan is a character that's been around for 13 years and has had the healing factor and the only way they've ever been able to show it is the fact he gets a cut and it reheals. So they will absolutely if they do incorporate the healing factor of the chi I'm certain they're going to they're going to show it as him healing in the same way as his hand glows it will show the cuts healing with that yellow glow around it because it's pulling from his chi. It's the only way you can describe the connection between the two in 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 my eyes. But I have been proven wrong before many times yeah. on this podcast. Yeah, and I mean, I think with you know with Danny Rand, the the, the that power is internalized within him. So he, it's almost like he he contains it. Doctor Strange, it's it's projecting the power and mm-hmm. using the 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 force to alternate. The, the reality. The force. <laughs> uh, 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 yeah. The midichlorian. The life the force. Right. The life force um, to, uh, you know, affect that kind of 
the the magic in, in reality. Mm-hmm. This is this is contained within him. This is this is an internal thing. As such, he he doesn't as such practice um, magical arts. He is imbued with a magical power that mm-hmm. he kind of contains and controls yeah. in that sense. But it's internal, um, of which we really see it manifest with his his glowing fist. We did also see he does. He's good at punching down doors. Now he can rip a taxi door off uh, its hinges as well if he's in a bad mood. Oh, okay, I missed that one. <laughs> no, I'm joking. Oh, <laughs> no, but no, we did see him punch the ground. So it's almost like a, yeah. a, a shockwave uh, within oh. within the the office. Yeah, presumably big, at Randcorp. The big moment in the trailer when yeah. he's being attacked. Or Rand yeah, Enterprise, was... as it is. Yeah, isn't it? yeah, I keep saying Randcorp. I know. So okay, this is where I get a bit. His power is contained within him. Does he have one iron fist or does he have iron fists? Could he have an iron foot? No, he has the power of the <laughs> iron fist. But no, if you start thinking about this, I'm like, is it just John into his right fist? Or can he channel it to his left fist? Could he channel it to an iron kick? Okay, it's normally obviously shown just through his fist, but he also shows bringing both his fists together. Mm. You know, it, it's not just this one of his, um, one of his fists or hands that, um, that can contain it. I mean, uh, you know, some of the comics you do see him utilizing both. And sometimes that's to generate additional power. So depending on the, the enemy that he's facing, he needs to call upon more of the 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 power and the force within him Mm -hmm. uh to 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 create a bigger um effect with with the the chi okay interesting i'm trying to think whether they've ever done anything with his foot or anything but i don't think so Mm. if but but it is kind of that he kind of uses both but i think this is just where it manifests and of course like he can lose that power as well it's also that notion that it can be, you know, lost. He can lose this because of this kind of cyclical resurrection of this power through differing uh, mm. iron fists. So that's a perfect segue. When he loses his powers, who are his friends to help him out? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, very good, Chris. Exactly. Well, obviously, his first and biggest friend and biggest uh, compatriot really is Luke Cage. That's kind of the, the one that we know him best as as a partner of. Uh, the two of them joined together very quickly after they um, after the comic book started, about two years into the Iron Fist run. Um, comic book sadly wasn't doing very well in the early 70s. And unfortunately, Luke Cage, uh, the comic book wasn't doing very well. Black Exploitation had kind of moved on, as we mentioned in the Luke Cage 101 podcast. Uh, had also the uh, Kung Fu explosion that was going on in, in cinemas had also moved on a bit. So they merged the two characters together. They pulled them together because both of them had had some adventures in the past and created Heroes for Hire, the uh, the the book that that relaunched both characters into the kind of minds of the 70s and it was a, a great moment and um, we've talked a ton about luke cage obviously in all of our episodes about about the netflix series uh, we've talked a ton about him but i'm really intrigued to see these two characters together yeah I'm, me too i'm still hoping there's going to be a moment within the 13 episodes where we see luke cage appear and um, they have given a very good reason why we probably won't see luke cage in the show if you haven't seen the uh, the episodes of luke cage watch them before defenders um so I'm not going to spoil them here. Uh, but we will hopefully see the two of them. We know the two of them are going to be working together in the Defenders. So that's going to be a great moment, seeing those two big characters together. 
Absolutely. Of course, there was the rumour as well that uh, another big character might somehow show up. I suspect not, but I'm still hoping for an amazing surprise at some point. But obviously, Doctor Strange is one of his um, allies as well, primarily through the fact that Iron Fist was a defender with Doctor Strange and also She-Hulk. Silver Surfer and the more in the new Defenders series that was there in, in uh, 2011. Nice. And again by Matt Faction. So he he obviously has a um, he has a, a a thing for this character. Of course, within the new Avengers and Luke Cage is there as well mm-hmm. uh, with them. So that's an interesting little uh, triangle there going on. But there's a big mystical interference with. The Iron Fist, and I think to do with the immortal weapons as well. Mm. After Doctor Strange realizes then that the Iron Fist is now an immortal weapon of Agamotto, so he is like kick ass. Wow, after five podcasts about, yeah. about Summer of Strange that we did last year, you're still calling it Agamotto. Yeah, <laughs> Agamotto. <laughs> We need to watch the movie again, John. I know. Well, it's out, isn't it, uh-huh. this week? It is. So, it is. perfect. <laughs> uh, yes, there is a small connection with Doctor Strange. Of course, John was going to pull that out. Of Unfortunately, Danny has probably worked with Nick Fury a few times, but there's no specific connection with him. Uh, he does have a big connection with Daredevil. Chris, do you want to give a little rundown of what that connection is? Yep. Yeah, uh, so, these guys growing up in Hell's... Well, not growing up in Hell's Kitchen. The larger part of Manhattan has always been looked after by these two, especially with... DD in Hell's Kitchen, and they've they've crossed paths quite a lot. Mm-hmm. One of the biggest ones was where there was a long story arc where Matt Murdock is imprisoned, and because of this, there is no Daredevil. Mm-hmm. And how that is rectified to a degree is that Iron Fist takes on the mantle of Daredevil. For, right. It was a good, uh-huh. it was a good 12, 12 15 issue arc. If I'm right, it was a long run. It was a long one. Uh, I, I, I do remember there was a bit of a uh, bit of mystery around who it was that was uh, that was running around the city as Daredevil uh, at the time, which was quite cool and a really good uh, really good storyline and a great way to protect the ide- the secret identity of Daredevil to have somebody else uh, else playing the part for a while. It was quite cool. Yeah, and what what this does mean is quite in, in a nice way is that we do know that even though Danny Rand is one of his specific powers is not agility if you want to call it that, in the supersonic, uh, the super hearing, like in the balance, mm-hmm. he doesn't have that, but he still has the uh, ability to almost embody that to a degree. He can still swing. He can still jump. He has a, a slight ability there, which we assume is yeah. a, a byproduct of the, the chi. Yeah. yeah. Um, because everything, if, if we can't explain it, it's the chi. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And he looks good <laughs> in red. Absolutely. Always. That is true. Always. He didn't turn to the yellow suit, like, connected with yeah, his... He, with he, his can, over, he can rock red and green. Excellent. Excellent. <laughs> Along with those... Uh, with those um, compatriots. There was also Shang Chi in the comic books. He worked with them quite a lot. Uh, another one of the another one of the kung fu stars of the seventies. Very like Bruce Lee. Basically, Shang Chi yeah, was yeah. Uh, the equivalent of Bruce Lee in the comic books. Um, but he also has the ladies of the heroes for hire, or from uh, from the group that he works with. Probably most often working with Colleen Wing, who we know is very central to. The Iron Fist TV show, played by Jessica Henwick. Really looking forward to seeing her character. Her trailers have looked fantastic so far. Uh, a proper, proper fighter. Really looking forward to seeing her in the show. Uh, and Misty Knight, who we know was from the Luke Cage TV show. Um, 
she was actually Danny's girlfriend for Absolutely. quite a long time. There was a, a, a big relationship between the two of them. We've seen Luke Cage already have a relationship with Misty Knight. Do you think they will have that that big relationship between Dan, this Danny Rand and Misty Knight? Because it's a big storyline. It's as big as Luke Cage and Jessica Jones. I really hope so, actually, because I, I mean, ultimately, Luke Cage was really going after Night Nurse, though. Yeah, really. absolutely. By the end of it, but he started off trying to hit up on uh, well, Misty Knight. So he just it, wanted coffee with anyone. Really. Absolutely, he does like coffee. He does like coffee. Mm. He doesn't drink coffee. But <laughs> I, I really hope that Misty kind of and, and Danny hit it off because I'd love to see the reaction of Luke Cage, or maybe even that you know Luke Cage and Misty Knight do have a thing, and in comes this young. Uh, much lighter, buzzier, chirpier um, pretender, and you know, obviously, Misty falls for his humour. I think I, I like the idea that you mentioned earlier on that it's one of the things that brings Danny Rand uh, out as a character are the people that surround him. You know, the the kind of the opposites attract of himself and Luke. They're very different characters, but work really well together. Uh, Misty and himself couldn't be more different. Like they are a very different kind of characters. She's a, a hard bitten cop who's gone through a terrible experience here, uh, as we saw throughout Luke Cage. Um, he's obviously gone through a bad experience, but he's now 10 years on and has learned to manage his anger and aggression into being the Iron Fist. So they'll be very different characters, but I would love to see the interplay between the two of them. I'm really hoping that we're going to see a bit of that in the show. Yeah, no, absolutely. I think as well, you know, obviously... Not only was Iron Fist a one of the heroes for hire, he's obviously been in uh, a defender. He's also been in the New Avengers, but he is also one of the immortal weapons from uh, the other, from, well, from one of the legendary cities of, of heaven. Mm. But including with that, and and sometimes they fight one another. I think in uh, the Immortal Iron Fist, they they have a big kind of in an arena to fight but um they have to uh i think they have to fight is davos i think Ooh. but anyway um there's dog brother there's bride of nine spiders fat cobra prince of orphans and tiger's beautiful daughter is that her fantastic name? names yeah. is that her actual great name like that was a great way if you ever have kids what a great way to name your child you yeah, are bet. my beautiful daughter yeah better than apple that's true. <laughs> that's true. So that's some of the major allies that we have that we see in the comic books. There's obviously going to be some very different ones on the show. Um, we're kind of running out of time. We're, we've only got to point four, but our fifth point is our final major point, obviously. And that's, we've talked about the allies, the antagonists, the major characters that um, make life difficult for Danny Rand. You know, obviously, it's not all, uh, it's not all wonderful I've learnt chi and I've learnt martial arts, although my notes say marital arts by mistake there. Martial arts. <laughs> um, there are some people that antagonise the character. Um, John, give, it, give us a quick run over. You mentioned Davos, one of the one of the major characters. Well, there's the Davos or the Steel Serpent. And as I said, we've seen this symbol previously in Daredevil mm. on the drug shipments. Um, but Davos effectively has attempted many times to kill... Danny Rand and the Iron Fist by absorbing the power of Shao Lao that's contained within him. Cool. Um, speaking of Shao Lao as well, the dragon, the Shao Lao the Undying, he is a, an antagonist. Of course, um, yeah. Obviously, uh, pretty antagonistic. Um, to have pretty a undying one. Uh, the successful Iron Fist has got him. But remember all those pretenders that have gone before him who. Uh, ultimately um, have have been snotted uh, by by the dragon. 
And then, of course, we have the mystic ruler of one of the cities of heaven, Mother Crane. Chris, I think we know Mother Crane from uh, from some of our previous TV shows that we covered, don't we? I have no idea what you're talking about, but I'm going to take a wild guess. Yes, <laughs> so we we had large discussions on this back in season one of Daredevil and our yes, coverage there. So without giving away too many spoilers, if you haven't watched season one of uh, Daredevil, but I, I'm kind of thinking that there's been a fair amount of time, so you should have. Absolutely. If not, what are you doing here? I'm only messing. I apologize. We love you all. <laughs> but no, so Mother Crane is... As John said, the the ruler of one of the legendary cities of heaven and Kung Kung Unzi, yeah, I, I, yeah. I, uh, I'm going to say that they have their own logo, and uh, this is uh, the the links to the the serpent, and this symbol was seen um, quite a lot in Daredevil season one. Absolutely, but the in particular the mother crane we we didn't see anyone called mother crane we saw a particular lady called madame gao yes we did who is we have been confirmed and she's in the trailer and mm-hmm. um, so there's no real spoilers there she is in this episode yes. so we 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 speculated quite a lot that this is uh, mother crane yeah. or i think the Mar- the mcu netflix version of mother crane and i think our bets are, are, are almost paying off. Definitely. Because if she isn't Mother Crane, this has been one huge um, uh, look over here. My right hand, actually, no, my left hand's doing something else. Oh, another gigantic hand. Um, yes, we did see it the last time we saw Madame Gao on the show. I believe she was going off on her journey to a very distant land that was further away than China. Um, yes. That was, uh, that was how she described it. So uh, that was our first kind of mention of the uh, of what we think was the legendary cities of heaven. So. Yeah, and linked to Davos as well. So mm-hmm. um, yeah. There's also then uh, the Chi Lin, uh, who, who basically is, you know, ultimately is the, the, the big bad for mm-hmm. the Iron Fist because um, the Chi Lin is always trying to destroy and kill the, the Iron Fist whenever... They reach thirty-three. Yeah, and um, to reclaim, obviously, again, this life force—it's it, kind of like this, you know, utopia, the, this tree of life aspect, mm-hmm. and that's why they're they're, they're all after it. Uh, and you have then Zhu Sheng as well, then uh, one of the servants of of Chi Lin, who you know, I think there were, again there was speculation as to you know, are we going to see Zhu Sheng or Davos, um, Mother Crane in? Iron Fist on yeah. Netflix. So yeah. it'll be interesting to see um, if any of these make it there. I mean, I'm, I'm with Chris here. I, I really hope Madame Gao uh, is Mother Crane. Um, it'd be great to see Davos. I think we're going to see that. I think it, without confirming it, they pretty much, they may not call her Mother Crane. There may be some crane art in the background when she's walking around. Carrying a um, baby. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's just a crane and a baby. That's it. There's like, oh my god, big. <laughs> Put it together yourselves, people. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I think what we'll end up seeing is Davos is her lieutenant um, in this, and he'll be branded with the Steel Serpent too. Mm-hmm. That's where she got the idea for the symbol, and I, I think that's how we're going to end up seeing it. She, she, he'll be introduced if he is not the antagonist. He may be the antagonist halfway through so we may end up seeing that mother that davos is one this will work either way davos and mother crane one will be the cottonmouth 
of uh, this, and the other will be the ever-lovable Diamondback. Oh, so right. we'll end up seeing a part one and a part two. One one will be taken down first, the other will be taken down second. Yeah, although we have seen Madame Gao fight against Daredevil, and she can kick ass. That she can. Yeah, she is um, tough. Absolutely. Well, that is our top five points that you need to know about Iron Fist. Um, hope you've enjoyed listening to the podcast overall and our, our top five points. I think a couple of a couple of key series recommendations like we do on all of our 101 podcasts. Ah, absolutely, yeah. Um, kind of in the notes section may also be point number six. We're not really too sure. We'll call it notes. We're calling it, We're it, calling it notes. Yeah. Grant. So I think we've mentioned about a hundred times. If you haven't read The Immortal Iron Fist and you're heading into the show, I'd highly recommend going Definitely. and picking this up. Um, this really does bring to the fore some really cool concepts about Iron Fist, the fact that he isn't the only Iron Fist. There have been one other ones in the past. Um, there's some great ideas in here um, which which allow you to explore the, explore the deep mythology that's being created uh, and written by Matt Fraction and Ed Brubacker, two of my favourite comic book writers as well. So, Absolutely. Um, so really, really enjoyed that one. Um, there's also then Power Man and Iron Fist as well. Absolutely. Uh, th- those series. If you want to go what for a-, a story that's a bit more dark, more of the tortured soul of, of Danny Rand, then you have Iron Fist the Living Weapon as well. Mm, that's um, a really interesting you know, one, actually. Yeah, yeah I remember you, you recommended that to me before. Chris? Uh, yeah, so there's one of the best ones, which is, and it's still one of my favourites, we've talked about it previously, it's Civil War, mm-hmm. that whole arc. Uh, Iron Fist goes on the run. He he does not uh, agree with the Superhuman Registration Act or the Soviet Accords, depending on which universe you want to talk about. <laughs> um, so he goes on the run with uh, Cap and Dare, Daredevil, etc. Um, one of the big ones, um, I, I, there, there's many, many Spider-Man Iron Fist crossovers. Um, there is the spy, uh, Spider-Island, Spider-Verse uh, crossovers. So they would be some of the the newer ones, which I would kind of think would bring it would bring the more new uh, taste of what Iron Fist is now. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that would be one of the big ones. Excellent, excellent. Yeah, and of course you've always got like a lot of a lot of the early runs in um, compiled within the Essential of series course, yeah. as well. So there's always the Essential Iron Fist. They will generally have yeah a lot of the early earlier um comic issues with uh, iron fist so you know they can be pretty useful to get a background for for the character as well although maybe sometimes sometimes the storylines just don't necessarily resonate like they did back in 1974 there is some fantastic cool 70s but the art is always amazing (laughs) and again um, if you love pick your nose collars like uh, like Chris does, oh yeah, 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 with a deep plunging neckline right down <laughs> to beyond the belly button, then it's uh, it's it's some really good art uh, and and some interesting storylines and maybe some shocking revelations of misogyny and other aspects that you um, would uh, be shocked to see in a comic book uh, these days. But nonetheless, they are there in print. Mm -hmm. And then we have New Avengers as well, which uh, comes after Civil War. Mm -hmm. Um, And we have here Luke Cage and Iron Fist being part of the New Avengers, housed in the cosy snug sanctorum, uh, sanctum sanctorum. Um, So... Yeah, again, another really sort of 
good ensemble uh, comic book there with Iron Fist uh, in in the storylines. So really good. And coming up later this year, we do have the Defenders comic book where all four of our Netflix Defenders are joining together as Defenders in in comic series. So I'm really looking forward to that one as well. I think that closes out pretty much everything we can possibly tell you without spoiling too much uh, before Iron Fist comes out next week. I'm really excited for it. Absolutely. Can't wait. I want to say a huge thank you to both Chris and John uh, for chatting all the way through Iron Fist for me as the uh, as the slightly less knowledgeable person on the on the team uh, on Iron Fist. So that's given me a little bit of excitement for watching episode one of Iron Fist. Uh, I hope it's hope you've enjoyed the two listeners. Uh, thank you so much for joining us. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you uh, so much for, for joining us uh, and listening to us. And of course, please uh, subscribe, review, uh, join any of the platforms that we're on, whether it be iTunes, any other good podcast catcher, Facebook or Twitter. Always just search Defenders TV Podcast mm-hmm. and up will pop uh, and we can be supplying lovely soothing sounds into your lobes. And of course, if you actually want to contact us and give us your feedback on every episode or what you thought of this um, f- top five rundown things you need to know, did we miss something? Do you have to, Should we have explored something else? Uh, you can always get a, a feedback at DefendersTVPodcast.com or actually if you want to hear your own dulcet tones... <laughs> on the podcast with us, then you can go over to our website and leave a 30-second um, voicemail for us. And with that, we'll be able to and pop you right back in to the next episodes. But of course, if, as John mentioned, over on Facebook, Defenders TV Podcast, the group we have there, there's a hundreds of, well, there's a few of us. We're on there, obviously, but there are also other listeners where we come in, we discuss. Uh, don't worry, there is some, we usually are quite clear about spoilers, so mm-hmm. you, you won't get spoiled if you haven't watched ahead or if you want to watch with us. Um, we're very clear on that, and our group knows that too, so uh, don't worry about any spoiler issues, but come in, chat to us, chat to the other viewers of Iron Fist and Defenders and the Daredevil and Luke Cage, and tell us what your favourite moments That's always, yeah, that's always great fun during uh, during the season while we were recording and being able to chat with chat with the listeners uh, it's over on facebook.com slash groups slash defenders tv podcast absolutely uh, the listeners you're as much a part of this podcast uh, as we are we love delving into your thoughts comments yeah. and discussion points are on the show and hearing your uh, and, voicemails and, and hearing your voicemails i think we've had one so far we've had two but what I want to hear on, my, on, on our first voicemail is someone correcting us on the pronunciations that we've done throughout this episode on Iron Fist. Absolutely. Uh, <laughs> That's going to be a long voicemail. Yeah, please Just send go, in John, the correct... You should <laughs> pronounce Kun Lun is. <laughs> exactly. Please send in the correct pr- pronunciations um, so that we can get those right. Uh, I, I mean, it's just the way I've been saying them as I've read the, the comics for ages. And of that's course. the thing. They probably are about 100% off the right track at this stage um you know we're all geared up for iron fist and we will be back on the 17th of march st patrick's day uh, st patrick's day glass of guinness st iron fist day st iron fist day um with a glass of um not a glass a pint of guinness i should say mm-hmm. and of course it is the same day as 
Iron Fist dropping worldwide on Netflix at 8 a.m. Yep. in the morning. GMT, remember. So Greenwich Mean Time. Yeah, absolutely. Greenwich Mean Time. So please come and join us uh, for, for that. And then, of course, we will release an episode every Tuesday and Friday with new reviews of uh, Iron Fist Season 1. And, of course, we will be holding back and we will not be spoiling ourselves by going through the, the full 13 episodes. If you've listened to our Luke Cage, Daredevil and Jessica Jones podcast, you'll know that we we hang on back. Um, we are put through torture by Derek um, and, and we are not allowed to watch ahead, even <laughs> though the excitement is way too much and we want to. Derek. Hey, that's the way these things work. Thank you so much for joining us, listeners. We're really looking forward to getting back to celebrate St. Danny's Day or raise a glass to Danny Boy on uh, St. Patrick's Day. Uh, looking forward to that uh, on the March March 17th. Come join us at 8am uh, when we'll have our review ready to go. Definitely. Um, I have nothing more to say, but uh, bring on the fist. Absolutely. Cue innuendo. Uh, we will be back with the, the fist. Innuendos, out you out does, I think. Uh, goodbye, boys. Uh, thank you so <laughs> much for joining us. We'll talk to you again soon. See you now. Bye. See you on the 17th. Bye. course you can find us at uh it's so long since i've done it i have forgotten where we are located and <laughs> um, we are physically located in dublin ireland but of course marvel was so good at their marketing at the time and so good at, at tapping into what was going on in the society so they could get new le- new list new wrong right. chris run just catch the Come on. Okay. It's gone. I've said that. It's just the new Avengers, that's all. Cool. And then finally, the. I'll start that again. And then finally, there's the new Avengers, obviously, where we have him coming. Since you started again, you can start again and take it. You're obviously there. Or one word we're not allowed to say. And then, of course, there's the new Avengers series where. (laughs) Of course, it's just an antonym or synonym of obviously. And then we have New Avengers. Thanks for listening to Defenders TV Podcast, a TV podcast industries production. Our theme tunes provided by the wonderful Mississippi McDonald and the Cottonmouth Kings. If you want to help out the podcast and you've enjoyed listening to us, there's some really easy ways to do it. If you can share our episodes through your social media channels like Twitter, Reddit, Facebook or Google Plus, that gets some extra listeners into us. If you want to leave us a review on iTunes or a rating, just leave a five-star rating, click the button, or go to iTunes through DefendersTVPodcast.com slash iTunes. We'll take you straight to our page and leave us a review or a rating there. That always helps out independent podcasts. And also, as always, we love to hear your feedback about the show's interaction with our audience is what we really, really love. So you can send us feedback to feedback at DefendersTVPodcast.com. Thanks so much for listening, and we'll talk to you next time.